Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 12, chapter 145. It was quite a sight to see. The holy relics, glittering with gold, were carried along on an open bier under a silk canopy, attended devoutly by the priest of our congregation, with the choir singing a delightful harmony. In front of them went the tokens of the blessed martyrs, then members of the households of holy men, then a large number of clergy and laity who used to attend our church and oratory regularly all of them carrying lighted torches in their hands. Two silver thuribles were carried, and a great many wax candles. The Swiss guards surrounded the sacred bier to restrain the crowds, so they bore the bodies of those holy martyrs with solemn pomp and devout service, and they were welcomed at the bottom of the steps of the church by the following cardinals. Alfonso Cardinal Gesualdo, Bishop of Porto, Gabriele Cardinal Pagliati, Bishop of Abano, Domenico Cardinal Pinelli, of the title of San Lorenzo in Panisperna, Ippolito Cardinal Adobrandini, Major Penitentiary, who is now Bishop of the Catholic Church under the name of Clement VIII, Girolamo Cardinal della Rovere, of the title of San Pietro in Vincoli, Scipio Cardinal Gonzaga, of the title of Santa Maria del Popolo, Mariano Pier Benedetti, Cardinal of Camerino, of the title of Santi Marcellini e Petri, Federico Cardinal Borromeo, Deacon of Senegata, Agostino Cardinal Cusano, Deacon of Sant'Adriano, who handed over the bodies of the holy martyrs with some well-chosen words at the command of Pope Sixtus V to our holy patriarch Philip Neri of Florence, founder and originator of our congregation. Guido Cardinal Pepoli, deacon of Santi Cosma et Damiano. All of these showed their reverence to the coffin as it was placed on a wooden platform set up in the middle of the church and covered with a cloth of gold. Then there arrived Niccolo Sfondrato, Cardinal of Cremona, of the title of Santa Cecilia, who afterwards became Gregory XIV. After four days, the bodies and heads of the holy martyrs were removed from the nave and taken into the sanctuary where they rested until the consecration and dedication of the church itself and of the high altar, which had been completed with great splendor. This dedication took place last year in 1599, celebrated with solemn and splendid ritual by Alessandro de' Medici, Cardinal Priest of the Holy Roman Church and Archbishop of Florence. You may read about the final translation of the relics of the holy martyrs in a long and detailed account by Giacomo Buzio, canon of the Lateran Basilica, 
and his eminence Cardinal Girolamo Rusticucci, vicar notary, who were both present. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Philip Neri began his life in Rome when he was 18, maybe 19, maybe 20. Unknown, poor, the son of a failed businessman, a young man who lost his mother when he was a child, a man who came to Rome with seemingly no other ambition than to be a hermit, to live a hidden and apostolic life, a life of prayer. Fifteen years after he began his life in Rome, he had done so much to reestablish lay people visiting hospitals, lay people doing evangelization, looking after poor people, looking after pilgrims, that his confessor ordered him to become a priest. That was 1551. And here we are, 35 years later, 35 years of hearing confessions of being a priest in Rome without ever having hardly left Rome. And St. Philip has gathered around himself the leading cardinals of the church. And why were they there? Well, they were there because of this remarkable ceremony of the, the finding of these early relics, the bringing them through the streets of Rome, bringing them to this new church the Oratorians had built. But they were there because they believed that St. Philip was a man of God. They believed that St. Philip was a saint, very much like the saints they were honoring in that procession. People had experienced in St. Philip a spiritual guide, someone who could lead them to God, someone who had lived in the darkness of faith and of prayer and had brought back from that darkness many wonderful, inspiring teachings, but also advice and charity and even a sense of humor. And Galonio focuses on these dignitaries that are there, the cardinals, especially the two cardinals that become future popes. In other words, the church was being guided by men who were spiritual sons of St. Philip. And this is very different from how St. Philip began in the sense that the men who were guiding the church in St. Philip's early days in Rome, the popes against whom so many Protestants had revolted and the cardinals that were around them who were very worldly have seen a kind of transformation. And this is good for the church. The church needs her leaders to be men of prayer, men who follow 
the teachings of holy men like St. Philip. But what Colonio doesn't tell us is that St. Philip began to go into an ecstasy during this procession. He literally was being taken by the Holy Spirit out of his mind, as it were. He was so filled with marvel and wonder at what God was doing and had done and what was happening that day as he was thinking about the love of God of these martyrs that he lost control of his senses. He was becoming like a stone. And he was paranoid that he would draw too much attention to himself away from that, this great procession, the kind of procession that Rome had not seen in many, in many, many years. And so what does St. Philip do? And we know from other witnesses this has happened. He grabbed the beard of one of these Swiss guards, the soldiers that were the Pope's bodyguards in their great uniforms. And he began to stroke the beard of this Swiss guard. And he began to tell him as he was walking, what a beard you have. That is an amazing beard. That is a remarkable beard. In other words, Philip was trying to distract himself. And so in the midst of this solemnity, in the midst of these big shots that were all there, the Holy Spirit has a bit of a sense of humor to draw St. Philip into an ecstasy and then for St. Philip to draw himself away from it by doing something humorous, to just get his mind on something else. And so let us combine always taking God seriously, taking the church seriously, taking holiness seriously, with not taking ourselves too seriously. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.